0: Hello and welcome to the Stand Tall, Breathe Deep podcast. My name is Karina, I'm a personal trainer and massage therapist based out of New York and my goal is to provide you with valuable fitness insights and inspire you to adopt a healthier lifestyle by applying simple strategies. On today's episode, I'll be speaking about the importance of rest and recovery days. I'll go over some techniques and recovery tools that will enhance your fitness efforts and keep you limber. This episode is coming straight from my blog. Check it out at integrativefitnesstherapy.com. It's titled Recovery Methods for Mere Mortals and Maybe a Demigod. Look out for the link in the show notes and pay me a visit there. The first technique I'll be speaking about is absolutely free. It's a stretching technique that is usually done by a therapist, but you can certainly do it on your own. Then I'll get into the benefits and uses of massage guns and vibrating foam rollers. These tools have become super popular as of late, especially with the likes of Tom Brady bringing it out to the mainstream. And if you want to learn more about that, just Google the TB12 method. How to achieve a lifetime of sustained peak performance this is uh, influenced by tom brady and these are the s- tools and strategies that keep him performing at a top level as a top level athlete so if it works for him then i'm totally sold all right so let's move on with the episode if you work out consistently or practice a sport regularly you'll want to include recovery training in your routine The accumulated strain from these activities can cause adhesions, or better known as nuts, and chronic low-level inflammation. So let's break down these two things, inflammation, chronic inflammation, everyone knows by now that it wreaks havoc on the body, it can create pain and limitations, which will affect our life, our resiliency and our activity level. So it's important to keep inflammation at bay. Then there's knots or adhesions. So these things, they just disrupt the free flow of movement. And the extensibility of the muscle so if you could imagine a knot in a muscle being like a clumped up play-doh ball and it's going to affect that muscles extensibility how far it can reach out it's gonna create an obstruction there so it's important again if we're training to attend to stress areas of uh, within the muscle and prevent these big balls of play-dohs clumping up everywhere. <laughs> Essentially that's how you should see it. Like a knot, it's like a, a dense ball of play-doh. If that's not going to make you pay attention to your recovery routine then I don't know what will. These things will create muscle imbalances and increase your risk of injury because you're not moving efficiently. Recovery routines ensure the body adapts to training in the most efficient manner. It protects against excessive inflammation and restores your strength and energy. The first technique I'll be talking about is proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation otherwise known as voodoo. So I like to call it voodoo and that's how I explain it to my clients because the exact mechanisms by which it works are not clear but it's incredibly effective and it works immediately after you do it. Now there are many theories involving on how it works and it it involves neuromuscular pathways And there's a lot of research papers out there that you could read about these theories if you're all into that. I'll link them in the show notes. So if you want to get further into that, I have that for you. Okay, but let me tell you a little bit about proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation, or let's just say PNF. So it relates to proprioception, which has to do with the sensory receptors on our body telling us where we are in space. It helps us to navigate the world around us. So if you could imagine if you close your eyes and reach out your arm to like grab a cup that you know is there, um, that's going, that's our proprioception at work. It also helps us with balance. It helps us from bumping into walls. So if you're a klutz like I am, (laughs) you need some balance training in your life. Um, This will enhance your proprioception and make you more sturdy, more balanced. Now you connect that with the neuromuscular, it's just a way of saying your brain communicating with your muscles. So PNF facilitates these two components of the body to help you to stretch farther. It was originally developed to treat patients with neuromuscular conditions such as polio or multiple sclerosis and later. The treatment philosophy and approach expanded and now it's used to treat musculoskeletal issues. PNF is a stretching technique commonly used in clinical settings to restore range of motion after surgery or injury. It has been adopted in the fitness world for its effectiveness at increasing both active and passive range of motion. It has also been found to improve muscular performance if incorporated post-exercise or on recovery days. This is what makes it a great recovery tool. But take note, if done before exercise, it will actually decrease muscular performance, especially in activities such as sprinting, plyometrics, weightlifting, anything that's high impact. PNF is believed to engage our muscle reflexes causing a temporary inhibition in the target muscle, so this inhibition facilitates the applied stretch basically this tells the muscle to chill out so that your stretch will go farther this leads to increased muscle flexibility allowing you to improve strength and force production because you've opened up this new area of muscle that you can train i mentioned earlier how pnf is like voodoo it works instantly, immediately after you do it. But guess what? It's temporary in order for you to maintain your newfound flexibility. PNF must be performed regularly and consistently. The recommendation is two times a week. Here are some factors that influence the effectiveness of PNF, the method being applied, the muscle being stretched, the age and gender of the person. And some populations that PNF might not be right for are pregnant women, people with cardiovascular issues because breathing is a vital component of this technique. And I know that sounds silly because breathing is a vital component of being alive, but a lot of us breathe poorly. We have shallow breath and we sometimes get this urge to hold our breath when we're doing certain exercises. For this technique, it's vital that we use our breathing pattern as a tool to assist in facilitating that stretch. It taps into our nervous system and helps us relax, so that's really the value in it. Who else it might not be right for is people with ligament laxity. So this is a genetic trait and if you could get your leg behind your head then you've got ligament laxity. It just means that uh, your ligaments are have a lot of extensibility and so you're hypermobile. So maybe PNF is not the thing you want. A better approach would be to strengthen your muscles and then maybe use The other tools I'll be speaking about, which are vibrating foam rollers, self-myofascial tools at home. I am a huge fan of PNF for its ease of implementation, accessibility, and effectiveness. I assign it as homework and self-care tools to my training clients to help maintain and improve flexibility. So if you want to train with me, look out in the show notes for a link to schedule a free virtual consultation. Now I'm going to talk about the methods used uh, for PNF. Uh, I use 2 you'll come across, you'll come across others, but these are the two that are commonly used and that I like using. The first one is called contract relax method or CR. Then there's contract relax antagonist contract method or crack, which is a lot more fun to say. So antagonist just means the opposite muscle of the target muscle of the muscle that you want to stretch so let me run through this briefly i don't want to make things overly complicated but you will come across variances of these methods many in the mostly in the amount of muscle force applied and the stretch the stretching length the duration of the contraction and the stretching PNF is best done with assistance, as I mentioned earlier, from a trainer or a therapist, but can certainly be applied solo with the help of a stretch band. So if you're working with a trainer or you see a physical therapist and they're doing this, you know, just pay attention and ask them how you could do this at home. I'm going to break down how the contract relax method is applied. Uh, I'll take the hamstrings as an example. Imagine the scenario, I'm going to lie down on a mat. I'm going to take my stretch band or a belt or a towel. Both legs are extended out on the mat, but I'm going to wrap the towel around one leg, around the ankle area. So now I am going to first find the first point of stretch. So I'm going to start lifting up that leg using the towel or my stretch tool until I feel a stretch. Once you feel that stretch, you're going to back off just a pinch, just maybe about an inch or so. Now you're going to prepare for the contract portion of the method. So you are anchoring that band with your arms, relax your upper body, breathe smoothly, take an inhale, and as you exhale, you're going to start uh, bringing that leg back down toward the floor. That stretch band is acting as a resistance, as a barrier to that movement. And you're using less than half of your strength for this movement. This is the contract portion of the method. And this is going to last seven seconds. So you take that inhale, you start that isotonic movement, which just means the muscle is moving as it's contracting. And you count seven seconds. You're done with the seven seconds, you reset, take an inhale, as you exhale, now we're going in for the applied stretch. We're going to bring in, use that stretch assistance, that band, bring it in and go into a stretch a little bit farther than you went originally. And you're going to hold there 15 seconds. And then repeat that whole sequence two to four times depending on how tense that area is. Now I have a visual aid for you. Make sure to check out the show notes. I'll link you to a YouTube video that breaks down this technique. Just use the therapist in the video, uh, replace obviously the therapist in the video with the towel or your stretch assistance or if you have a trainer with you or somebody around then you could certainly try it out with a partner. The crack method is basically the same as the CR method But it has one addition. The addition is after you're done doing those first two steps, you are going to engage the opposing muscle of the muscle you're uh, stretching. So in this case, in the last scenario, we were stretching the hamstring. So for the crack method, you're just going to engage the thigh muscles, the quadriceps after you do those stretches. And this kind of... uh, further enhances the inhibition in that target muscle that you're trying to stretch. Again, check out the show notes. I will link you to a YouTube video that details the steps and really breaks it down for you. What I'm going to do for you here is give you some pointers and guidelines and precautions for these methods. Here are some things to keep in mind, whether working with a partner or a stretch band, find your initial stretch barrier that is your starting point hold there for 10 seconds and breathe rhythmically and then you're just to give your body uh, a chance to reset and then you're gonna go into the techniques into the methods your breath is a vital component of that technique resist the urge to hold your breath and exhale on the stretch and on the contraction on the contract portion of the technique to not apply maximum force. So you're not using all your strength to contract that muscle. And when you do so, uh, do it slowly because people usually go all out and then they cramp up. So you want to avoid the cramps and you want to initiate a slow contraction and a minimal contraction with not all, uh, so you're not using maximum force. For the stretch portion, The same applies. You're not using a maximum stretch. You're taking it to that first barrier and then a couple of inches more. And with each successive uh, sequence, you're going to take it into a farther stretch. Just think two more inches, two more inches with, with each sequence, if you can. And yeah, repeat the sequence three to four times. And try not to go more than that unless you're working specifically with a therapist, a physical therapist. Now I have to end the episode here, but part two is already ready. I'm talking about massage guns and vibrating foam rollers. So pick it up there. I'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in.